I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we discuss all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, and we are already laughing uh, about this episode. I'm here with my friends, Jackie. Hi, I'm Jackie, the Ultimate Friends fan. Yes, we're laughing because of Phoebe, but yeah, so let's play. <laughs> and Vanessa. I'm Vanessa, and happy season three premiere day to us happy all. Happy season three premiere. We're here. Okay. All right. This is the the one with the Princess Leia fantasy. <laughs> premiered on September 19th, 1996, to 26.8 million viewers. All right, Jackie, what happened? Yeah, so Monica and Richard stayed broken up, as we saw in the season two finale. So and, sad. And she is depressed and is trying to get over him. Um, Ross tells Rachel his fantasy, and of course has to with Star Wars. <laughs> and then Ross realizes that women tell their friends everything, which is so true. Um, Chandler and Janice are are still together. They have not broken up. So Chandler asks Joey to spend a day, or the Chandler asks Joey to um, spend a day with her or to to get to know her to get to like her. Yeah, exactly. So. There is a lot going on here. This is a chock full uh, season premiere. Yes. yes, I was about to be like, where do you guys want to start? But I want to start off first by talking about the new looks. Okay. 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 Rachel's hair is darker. Yes. Don't mind it, but I think I like it a little lighter. Well, yeah. it's not the Rachel, the Rachel cut either. It's, it's gone. The Rachel yes. cut is gone. Setting new trends for season three. Yes. And Joey's hair, too greasy. Looks like it needs okay. to be washed. Yes. He looks like a shaggy dog with, you know, his hair I in like the front. It. Really? It looks so cute in it. I think it's really good. Like with the suave. Funny. I guess Jason, because I always see you very like well groomed. You know, hair is always done. So I wouldn't imagine that being your kind of style, especially because you said you're more like a Ross. Yeah, but um, the men's clothes are getting progressively worse. They're like baggier than ever in this episode. (laughs) Like, I mean, the girls are look good, but the men are like terrible. It's that '90s. uh, I don't know, baggy thing is just looks terrible well it's back i hate it i know i know know. yes Uh, their looks but i like that the one person who is not worried about her looks because she's so depressed is poor monica oh Oh my gosh that was so sad i know so sad you know she's dealing with she's depressed like i don't know have you ever been, Vanessa, maybe not? Did you and Caesar ever break up, like, in your times, in, like, 10 years before you got married? <laughs> no, but I had a boyfriend in high school, and that was pretty uh, heartbreaking. <laughs> I but, I mean, I survived. Breakup. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love my husband. <laughs> but it's new. She hasn't really been this sad or depressed by any other guy she's dated, right? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I totally relate, like, I've been there. I haven't been like three days without sleep. It hasn't been that bad, but there's times where I'm just like a mess because you're just like, I just don't care right now because, and you just cry yourself to sleep. I mean, like we've all, I feel like a lot of people have been there like that breakup, you know? And I feel like, yeah. And I feel like this relationship really meant something to her because Mm -hmm. they started getting to that conversation of the future. Uh And I mean, you see fun Bobby, fun Bobby's just fun. Yeah. You see the one with the ick factor. Yeah. He's way too young for her, and yeah. Richard was like the perfect all-around guy for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was her first real relationship, so it's her first real breakup, yes. and everything that's reminding him of her is like the cigars, the world the hair in the videos, drain. the hair in the drain. Like, oh yeah, and it's just 
it's a, it's a lot. And, and, and it's true. Like all this little stuff. I feel like when I go through a breakup, I see their car everywhere, like everywhere I see their car and it's not them obviously, but I see their kind of car and then it goes away and then you become clean. Like Taylor Swift says. So. Well, yeah. he's Richard was perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. And what was that thing? That there were no was- flaws. No, mm-hmm. none at all. Even the guys liked him. Yeah. They wanted mm-hmm. to be like him. Yeah. And what was the thing that Phoebe was doing to her, like making her relax? I don't know. I think so because she hadn't slept in three weeks, and so I think I that was kind of random. Or three, but... not three weeks, three days. Very Phoebe though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phoebe's I mean, very caring. Get her relaxed and mm-hmm. in into a into a you know a, a relaxed state so she can sleep. Yeah. Yeah, and then the videos that. Monica ordered for Richard the war videos <laughs> arrived yeah. and that makes her depressed. Oh, Ugh. but then what gets her to fall asleep? It's her visit from her dad. I loved that ending. Too, I too. loved it. It was so tender. Mm-hmm. Kind of shows how, like, even though your parents specifically, uh, specifically when her relationship with her parents, seeing her dad come through for her and realizing, okay, my daughter's you know, might be pretty, pretty heartbroken. So I'm going to go visit her. It just goes to show that they still care about her, even if they keep pressuring her to get married or to Mm -hmm. kind of get her life in order like her brother. Yeah. And it's also just to show like how I feel like, you know, our fathers, our relationship as daughters, uh, we, our relationships with our fathers are very telling about the men we choose in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's also nice to just like lean on that and just, relax a little bit. And I think that's what she feels when she's there with him, you know? So it's like, you're still daddy's girl, you know? Mm-hmm. That's I thought it was cute. a nice actually development for Jack too, because it shows mm-hmm. him being more of a you know, complex character and a little more depth with him. Cause he's mm-hmm. been pretty, I mean, he's kind of the butt of the joke most of the time. Yeah. Cause he's so strange. The right. stories he tells and he even goes into one of the stories at this, but he's with Monica and she just falls asleep. Yeah. Yeah, that was very sweet of him to come all the way into the city to check on her and make sure she's okay. So it was was a nice Jack moment. It's that comfort level with them that they feel like. And then she falls right asleep. Yeah, Yeah, because she had all that anxiety wondering how he was doing. Yeah. And and also it's just like that comfort. Like I feel like when I go home to visit my family, like I don't see – I see them, you know, every three, four months. And you just feel like a sense of relief. You know, when you're with them, because you know that you're going to be taken care of instead of you having to do it all the time. So I feel like that's what Monica was also feeling with that with her dad. So it was nice. It was good. Good little, like, you know, push for her to keep going. Uh-huh. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the conversation at the very beginning of the episode, too, where Ross talks about uh, Tupelo Honey is the most romantic song ever. And then Rachel goes, no, the way we were. And then... <laughs> And then Phoebe, that song about Elton John wrote about that guy and who's the boss. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Okay, I don't know what what's the first one. Tubalo, Tubalo, honey, it's I such a sweet song. Tubalo, honey, by Van Morrison. I actually listened to it on the way in this morning. So here, are the, here's the lines from it. It's so yes. sweet. She's an angel of the first degree. She's as sweet as Tupelo honey, just like honey from the bee. Oh, it's, uh, that's sweet. And you like bees, Jason? Yeah, I know, right? It's a total bee thing. Van oh, Morrison. Yeah, now, did you did you listen to it because you just watched this episode? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Oh. No. I, I would have been serendipitous if it came on and then you were like, just yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. The way we were. I mean, that's a great Barbara Streisand song. The way we were. Yes. <laughs> another, another great movie. You should watch yes, that. I watch, I've watched it actually because of Friends. Oh, really? <laughs> Wait, what movie was it again? The way we were. The way we the way were. We were. I, I watched it within the last year because I was what before the podcast again, me watching Friends just in the general. Like I watched it. And I was like, oh, wait, I should actually watch this movie. And then they re- reference it in Sex and City as well. And so so I was like, okay, there's two shows I watch all the time. And I need to watch this movie. And it's actually really good. I, yeah, she's so pretty is. in it. And then Robert Redford is just like, oh, it's very, it's very good. I, I feel like it. my list is definitely getting longer yeah. and longer and longer. I can't find these all on Netflix. So that's a problem. <laughs> I think it's actually Streisand's best performance. Yeah. Yeah, she was really good. She... Yeah. She's she's very um, maddening in it. Like she gets just mad, and then she's like, because she's in love with this guy. So it is good. But um, when I first heard this too, like again, watching this when I was younger, I didn't know what Tiny Dancer that song. <laughs> I obviously know now, like as time has gone on. But I always think of it as the friend song because it's like Phoebe references it. <laughs> it's a great song. That's a great LA song too. It's about yeah. You. The music yeah. business in LA and all that. So, yep. Yeah. And I just, I, every time I hear it, I always think of Phoebe, though. <laughs> That's she was good. Yeah. Tony Danza. I liked it. Well, speaking of older movies, what'd you guys think of the fantasy for Star Wars? <laughs> that, it's a real thing. <laughs> a real thing? You think I like, think it's a total real thing. Oh. Well, my. you're right. I mean, I don't know. I so, think that gold bikini was shocking and surprising because Leia had never been any in anything like that, and she had the different hair. She didn't have the the buns. It was you know it was provocative and total fantasy for nerdy you know nerdy straight boys in the the seventies and eighties. I guess that was eighty one. So in the eighties. Wait, I read somewhere that George Lucas actually sent the production team a letter congratulating them. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Like, for including this fantasy and making it a part of the title. That's well, it, cool. yeah, it's part of, you know, it's a, it's one of those things I think is was really happening, and they just tapped into, you know, the, the, the broader culture. That's cool. Yeah. I've never seen Star Wars until about two years ago, and I still haven't seen all of them. So Same. when I... When I first watched this, I what is wrong with the two of you. Well, okay, I will say I did watch one of them um, when I was younger, and I was Queen Amidala for Halloween. Natalie Portman, Queen Amidala. <laughs> oh, but, that, but that's not the classic ones, you know, because they go exactly. out there, they go like five, six, four, five, six. I don't know, something like that. Four, five, but, and six of the originals. Yes, yeah. and, and then they go, and then yeah, and then yeah. So. I only watched because we did the movie premiere for the very first Star Wars reboot, the J.J. Abram one, this huh. season or it's episode seven, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. So I went to that premiere. It was one of the best premieres I've ever been to as far as like working the red carpet as producer. And I'm like, OK, I'll finally watch it. And so I watched the first one, first two. And then it's Return of Jedi is when she has a bikini, right? That's the third one. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think I watched that one. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. And so when I, but when I first saw Friends, I didn't know what this was referencing to. And it's funny because George Lucas is from my hometown. He's from um, the, like, um, I live in the suburban of Modesto. He's from Modesto. So I've always had this connection with him, but I've never actually 
You're doing a, dis- a disservice to him. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen the one where, um, which movie is it? The one where um, Darth Vader dies. That's Return of the Jedi. Oh, so then I have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I don't remember the bikini. I've only seen portions of that. I mean, it's I not, it's only one scene. She's, yeah. she's being held hostage and she, What's kind of weird about it, it's a little SS, you know, a little bondage thing going on too, because she's chained to Jabba, who's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I remember watching it like later on, obviously, and be thinking like, this is this is it. Like, this is the scene that everybody like freaked out over. You know, it's just. But I guess because I watched it as an older, you know, woman and not uh, somebody from seventies and eighties, and I didn't know it was such a big deal back then i mean it's total objectification of life yeah but it's it it just she had not been in any she hadn't been portrayed like that at all Mm. because she's always in that white white outfit okay and she's a she's a strong smart mouth character it doesn't take any crap from the men and yeah gives it all back to him i mean when she first meets uh luke and he's in the star uh stormtrooper thing aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper giving him you know Give them yeah. sass all the way back. Yeah, yeah. I like her sass. I noticed that when I watched the newer ones that she was still sassy through everything. I was like, oh, okay. I kind of like her. So yeah. I have to watch them all. <laughs> and what I also thought was funny was how um, R- Ross and Rachel talk about um, talking to your friends about things. Yeah. Not just anything, but like these specific things. Um, and Chandler and Ross have a discussion and Chandler reveals his like weird tidbit that happens when he's getting intimate with a woman. He sees his mom. Well, that just shows his, you know, how messed up he is and his yeah. uh, total. But I think that is true, though. Don't you? Girls talk a lot, or women talk mm-hmm. a lot more to each other than men do. Totally. Yeah. Totally do. I have these um, three best friends that I've known since high school, and we get together every so often. And when we do, it's not just for a couple of hours. It's like until 12 o'clock, one o'clock at night. And Aww. we just talk about everything. But yeah. 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 Same. Same. We have and, those friends uh, where we just talk about everything. And do you get that? Do you like learn from that? Mm-hmm. Is it, it's, you, know, you learn about relationships and, and experiences and everything too. So that's, yes. so it's a supportive mm-hmm. way of doing it. Yeah, so Rachel is totally correct in the way that she says, like, the bonding with, you know, other women or with your friends in those moments. Because even, like, when it's not sexual or if it's just, like, talking about just, like, relationships in general, like, going through certain things. If your friend has gone through something, then you can be like, okay, well, what did you do? And you can think about how you want to approach it. So it's not only, like, women only talk about sex when we get together. No, we talk about more than that, you know. so It's more about bragging. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like Rachel said, the locker room talk and stuff, you know. So um, it's just it's it is a nice bonding thing to have with your female friendships. Yeah, and it's funny because my friend, she's actually a marriage and family therapist, and she mm-hmm. specializes in sex addiction. And she started writing articles for various like Cosmo for um, just all these different articles. And she's so she's always sending us articles, and it always like sparks a conversation <laughs> between somebody. And sometimes when I look at my phone, I'm like twenty messages behind. Oh. <laughs> she's always sending us an article that she wrote like every single week. Oh, that's cool. That's or like cool was that. interviewed for, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So you can go to yeah. her to like actually like get some real advice 
she's professional. Yeah, I mean, we could, yeah. <laughs> for free, just because she's your friend. <laughs> well, she can't help us because it would be... Um, oh, yeah, the brief. Yeah. Yeah, that friends, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A conflict. Conflict yeah. of interest, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but I thought that whole fantasy thing was funny because also when Ross was saying it, he was really shy about it, but yet really excited. <laughs> totally. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk more about that when we come. Let's take a quick break and we'll talk more about uh, Ross's fantasy when we get back. All right, we were back talking about the one with the Princess Leia fantasy, and uh, I do. It was creepy and funny at the end where uh, Judy shows up in the. Yes. <laughs> where Rachel's doing the doing the 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 scene, and then. Uh, <laughs> yes. He's wearing the Princess Leia outfit, and then it turns into Judy. That's so gross. Yes, that was that was a weird. <laughs> that was a weird thing, but also I thought it was funny when Joey was. Uh, talking to Chandler, or Chandler was telling Joey about, you know, the conversation he had with Ross. Joey was like, well, I always yeah. picture your mom when I'm having sex. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> yeah, Her was... child is like a sex symbol, so she's like... Of course you know. he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, man. Very funny. But another thing I noticed um, at the beginning of this episode is, what was up with that joke? Or the reference to the new friends on the couch. So those are the writers for season three. Oh, that's cool. They're that's actually cool. the writers for the show. And the, I guess it's just a little inside joke that they yeah. walk into the Central Perk and their sofa is taken by the <laughs> these other group of friends who turn out to be the writers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, with like the Friends fans. Like, how are they? We It's been like discussed in like fan pages. Like, how are they always just on the couch? And there's usually a reserved little sign on the coffee table to have them always get that couch. So I think that is, like you said, like inside joke to, to that reference of them always being able to sit on that couch. <laughs> I think they do some of that stuff to kind of energize the cast. Yeah. And, you know, do these. So it's not just kind of the same thing over and over. Yeah. They put these little Easter eggs almost and kind of keep themselves you know, interested. That's true. That's yeah. True. One funny thing is, is me and my friends have actually sat on that couch before. Yes. But here's the thing. It's funny how it all comes full circle. I was probably like 12, 13 when I sat on that couch and I didn't really know anything about friends. I just yes. was on a WB tour with my family who was in from out of town and we took them and they let everybody take a picture on that couch mm -hmm. so i have the photo and it was funny because i was going through photos the other day and i found it <gasps> you have yeah. to post the picture i do yes, yes. yes. and i showed jackie i was like look yes. i have a photo i didn't even know what this meant yes. See, you were that's fantastic then. i love it yes and there i was like little old me yeah you look so little with little thin eyebrows <laughs> yes. oh, little vanessa that's yeah, cute. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, but I thought that was really interesting because at first I didn't understand, but then when I, but yeah, thanks for mentioning that those were the friends because I was confused. Mm -hmm. So something else in this episode that happens is um, Joey continues to not like Janice, but you know they try to get along in sake of Chandler. So I thought that was nice of Joey to do, to, you know, for his friendship with Chandler. But I mean, I feel like we've all kind of been there where your friend is dating somebody that you don't like. 
but I think it's interesting. I mean, Chandler really likes her he, or he's admitted that they have a connection of some sort and mm-hmm. some, some way. And, you know, Rachel, you know, said it and she's like, we, we have to support Raw. Uh, we have to support Chandler because it's, you know, he, they're in a relationship and it's our job as his friends to support him in that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Joey did try. He went on the whole Joey and Janice's day of fun and he came <laughs> back and everything that he was thinking and felt was still true to him. Yeah. So the effort was there. The effort was there, but, and that's the whole thing. The effort was there. He said he can spend a whole day with her and not rip his hand, hit, rip his arm off and hit her with it as he really referenced. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny too, that she said, uh, a whole, and he says a whole day. And she goes, yes, that's how long it takes to love me. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I she really knows did. she's annoying. That's she true. Can't, can't help it. But yeah. the one thing I forgot though is and then she when she's leaving at the end, she's got a baby. Yeah. 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 She was pregnant the last time we saw her uh-huh. and now she has a baby. I'm like, what the heck? Joey's I mean Chandler's gonna be a a, a stepfather now. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. that's that's addressed, so you'll have to wait and see. That puts a whole different kink into things. Uh, it'll it be does. interesting to, to see how that I'm actually interested to see how this relationships going to uh, evolve and grow and what, what happens. Yep. Mm-hmm. You will. <laughs> I'm glad that you noticed that too, because it is a whole different like aspect to them too, you know? So she is a divorcee or separated, you know, and baby. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's interesting. A couple of other things that I noticed. Um, did you guys notice how, um, Rachel asked if Ross still had the Navy uniform. Yes. Yes. There was another reference to that. It's also on my to-watch list. And then when Wheel of Fortune came on, I don't know if you guys remember seeing yeah. that. Uh-huh. Wheel show. of Fortune. Yes. Count Dracula. Yes. Oh, no, no, count, count, count Rushmore. Rushmore. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yes. Oh, count <laughs> so one of the, the contestants that was actually on that show, um, and they're showing that clip of is the writer of the show, Michael Curtis. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder he's if he was on the couch too. Huh? He's a writer of Friends for... Yeah. He was, a, he, was a, uh, he was a contestant on Wheel of Fortune episode yes. of the show. Oh, so it's like it's like Inception, as Christian yeah. Mullen would, yes. <laughs> would say. It's like Inception. You're on the TV, but you're writer of the show that you were on the episode of the TV episode in there. You know, it's that's like, a deep thought, Jackie. <laughs> have you yeah. seen the movie Inception? That's what, yeah. that's what Nolan does. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I like that uh, Phoebe has a pager in this episode too. Why does, oh, Phoebe, yeah. why does she have a pager? And Mrs. she's mentioned uh, it vibrates. Yeah, massage <laughs> clients were texting her. Yeah. yeah. There was a thing for a minute. Back in, yeah. the, in that era where people had pagers and you messaged everybody. I remember yeah. my sister really wanted one. Yeah. I remember that you would um, do certain like codes to tell them like, I love you or like mm-hmm. things like that. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Be a thing. <laughs> I never, under- I remember when it started becoming a thing and I never really understood it. Like, how do you just like get this and then you see a code probably because i never had one or i never mm. was close to anyone who had one so i don't even remember how it worked it, it, it gave you a number to call but you could also leave like a numeric message i think right yeah yeah it's not so complicated i feel like 
Yeah, and all you had to do is go find a phone somewhere to call them back. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, how close was the nearest phone to you? Well, I don't know. Things. I don't know where you were. And did you have we a border with you? Like, yeah, we still had pay phones in those days. Yeah, exactly. Like pay phones on the streets of New York. And also, like, if you're at a restaurant, can I use your phone? Like, I think was a normal thing. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in this day and age, there are no pay phones around or hardly ever. And we're in a coin shortage. So that would not oh, yeah. work really well here. I know. Whenever there's a pay phone, I take a picture of it and I go, look, it's a pay phone. They're still at the airport, by the way. But yeah. They do? Yes. Yes, at the airport. And then, um, yeah, I like seeing them out and about. Now I feel like they're more art installations more than they are like an actual phone. But I, hmm. I have seen a few here and there in L.A. All right. Favorite moments, favorite lines? Favorite line, I would have to say nothing. <laughs> no? Okay, so mm-hmm. I laugh out loud with this one because, okay, Monica's depressed and sad, but yet goes back to, like, the women tell everything, everybody. So Monica comes in, and she's depressed. She goes, do you, they, Rachel and Phoebe say, do you want us to take you home? And then Monica goes, uh-huh, and she's about to cry. And she goes, or maybe to a galaxy far, far away. Oh, that was cute. And then I was like, she's so depressed, but yet she's still poking fun at the fantasy of Rossin. Yes. <laughs> and the way she says it, she's looking at him, and she's just sad. And then I never caught that. I never caught that before, and I laughed out loud when I was re-watching this. That was pretty funny. She's very depressed, but does not miss yeah. an opportunity to throw yeah. shade at her brother. Totally yeah. shady. <laughs> so that was my favorite. Did you have anything, Jason? I, I just really liked the first beginning conversation with the, the <laughs> tiny dancer. Oh, McLeod's Tony Danza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the Tony Danza thing is pretty iconic. Like a lot of people know that scene pretty well. So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a funny the thing about the tiny dancer. Not to go on about it. It's, it's one of those funny things that we all. There are songs where we misinterpret what the lyric is. Totally. So many. What's the the Taylor Swift song where everyone thinks it's Starbucks lovers? Oh, Blake Space. Yeah. (laughs) I still think it's Starbucks. No. Got a long list of ex-lovers. Got a long list of Starbucks But it doesn't even sound like it. Oh, my gosh. It (laughs) doesn't. No, I don't hear it. It's like that conversation about the dress, which is blue or black or whatever it is. Yeah, blue or white or whatever. You don't hear Starbucks? I hear Starbucks. Starbucks You hear Starbucks. You don't hear a long list of ex-lovers. No, definitely (laughs) not. It's not even remotely close. (laughs) Not even. I got a long list of (laughs) ex-lovers. How does that even... No, I don't. No, that's the whole song. But it's not <laughs> Jackie. At one point, she says Starbucks. No, like, it has to be. No, I mean, like, can we um, slow it down? That's the whole point of the song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. I understand. But, like, like, I understand it. But at okay. that specific moment, it's a Starbucks. Like, I know. <laughs> The whole song is her making fun of like all of the what people what the media has done to her and all her ex lovers. Right, but she's a Starbucks. Okay. Okay. okay, that is hilarious. I like her. Okay. I have the album. Yeah, we should film but something. I just believe. Like... Okay, okay, Swifty. I feel like I know. I love Taylor Swift. Okay. <laughs> Still, I feel like it's Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> like, how does ex-lovers and Starbucks sound the same? Yeah, I don't long know if it does, right? Long list of ex-lovers. Long list of so how, do, how are you getting Starbucks ex-lovers and I'm getting Starbucks? I don't know. I feel like I'm with the majority <laughs> and it's yeah. only like Starbucks. Oh my gosh, Tony totally Dan. 
that's funny. Yes, that would be the song that would like the nowadays song to right. <laughs> Tony <Danza> song. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious, Vanessa. Well, that was fun. Uh, you should get a little tear over that. That was <laughs> Starbucks. All right. Well, Starbucks <laughs> That's funny. All right, uh, next time on the next episode of Friends with Friends, Ross loses his mind. Oh, yes. No one's ready. He's trying to herd cats in the episode where no one's ready. So we'll yeah. uh lot to talk about there too. And it's a different approach to the show too. So we'll talk about the logistics of how they shot the show and how they uh, formatted it. So If you like us, subscribe and download and give us five star ratings. Yes, yeah, so and follow us on Instagram at Friends with Friends, and we'll continue this argument over Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> it's Starbucks. <laughs> Maybe we'll have some cool reels, like videos on Instagram, whatever that is. Bye. Anyway, <laughs> bye. <laughs>